BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. Very excited for today's episode with David and Jake. They are awesome. They had me on their podcast, so you should check out that episode too. And they're just like two great 25-year-old dudes who have a lot of really interesting perspectives. Definitely felt challenged on a lot of theirs. So I'm excited for you to listen and see if you, you know, who you agree with on that and whose side you take. And before we get into that, I just want to answer a few of your questions that you had written in about what I should talk about on this week's solo. So the first one is, do we all experience trauma? I think yes, absolutely. I think especially as women, like I have experienced, you know, questionable like sexual relations before where I was like, hmm, like, was I too drunk? Was that uncomfortable? Like that kind of trauma, you know? And then we all have experienced some family trauma of some sorts. Like, I don't care what you say, even if it's like your sister took your stuffed animal when you were younger it's still trauma if it affected you in some way. And so I definitely do think that we've all experienced trauma, um, you know, whether it's mommy issues or daddy issues or sibling issues or cousin issues, like there's always something, no one's life is perfect. So even if that trauma is something that might not be a big deal to someone else, yeah, we've all, you know, we've all been there and had an experience of something that, you know, made us feel uncomfortable or that we will remember going forward. And that's another reason why I think therapy is so important. And it's also so important to talk about your trauma with your partner. Like if you feel comfortable doing that, because maybe they'll share something with you and it'll bring you closer. Someone wanted me to talk about tips for second dates. Um, Such an underrated, important part of dating with limited resources, guidelines out there. It's a great question. I feel like it was my second date with my boyfriend where we really um, like actually bonded and got close. I talk about it all the time, but I actually asked him a few of the 36 questions that lead to love. It's a New York Times article, so feel free to Google it right now. There's a lot of questions in there that are a bit intense or a bit dark, but I kind of skipped over those and just asked him a few questions just like, you know, to get a little bit deeper. Um, We actually had a really romantic moment. I asked him to name three things we had in common and he did. And his last one was, we both want to kiss each other right now. And then he, he got up and walked to my side of the table and gave me a kiss, which was really cute. It was our first kiss. Um, So definitely ask 
a little bit deeper questions with this person. I was also asked, does texting pattern change after the second date? I wouldn't say it changes, but it gets like there's more depth to it because you might have like an inside joke um, or more to text about than just like planning the date. So there's that. I think also like not a great idea to go back to theirs after the second date. You're still getting to know each other. You should embrace this time before you start doing that stuff because if it's, you know, your person or your person for right now, you're going to be going back to their place and vice versa, you know, pretty soon. So I would just embrace the fact that you're on a second date and there's there's no strings attached and you're really just getting to know each other. Um, and I don't think the date should be too long. I think I have dinner and, you know, leave or a drink and and leave. I don't think you should be bar hopping after going to more bars, having more drinks. I think you don't want to put all your cards on the table on a second date. You're still really getting to know each other. So it's important to, you know, keep it, keep it short and sweet. Um, I would say like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Things that people have overcome in their relationship. So we asked an open-ended question about this and got a lot of really good responses. I related to a lot of the things that people have overcome in their relationship. I would say uh, there are some things that I don't relate to. Like, I don't know if I would be able to overcome cheating or someone maybe not being motivated because I feel like that could lead to problems down the line. But there were a lot of answers that were really relatable and really interesting, you know, like, communication issues and one person like not having said I love you and things like that. And I think the bottom line is that everyone overcomes things in their relationship. And it's a beautiful thing if you're able to do that. I think the most important thing to overcome to get on like a steady course about is communication. So if you're having issues with that, definitely focus on it. And there's no shame in going to couples therapy, you know, before you're married, I think I talk about therapy all the time, as you know, and couples therapy is no different. It's like a a muscle that you need to exercise. And it just shows that you both really care about your relationship. If you are having issues communicating, then that's definitely something that you should check out. Someone asked, can you talk about the behavior of obsessively stalking someone's followers on Instagram? I do this too. And I feel like a ton of people do it. It's definitely a toxic thing. Yeah, I mean, it is. If my boyfriend had Instagram, I would, of course, be checking it. It's so hard not to. But the reality is that even if you, you know, have trust in your relationship, it's Instagram can be toxic. Like I, my boyfriend's not on Instagram, as I mentioned, but I accidentally, we were on my computer and I accidentally logged into his old account. Like, um, I can't even explain how this went down, but it his Instagram was inactive and like deactivated and it reactivated it because we logged into it and then it wouldn't let us deactivate it again because apparently you can only do it once a week or something. And immediately when he logged in, I saw this girl that he followed who I've like stalked before because you know how that goes. And I was like, ew, why are you following her? Like, did you hook up with her before? And it's like, why am I thinking of these things? Like, it doesn't matter. You know, I follow people on Instagram that I've hooked up with before. Nothing matters except for like 
the fact that we trust each other and love each other. But it's so hard. It's like so hard to practice what you preach when it comes to Instagram because there's so like it's the whole thing is a thirst trap. And it's like people posting things and wanting attention and DMing each other. And it's easy to get caught up in the toxicity of it. But I would say, you know, if you if your partner is trustworthy, like I just saw a meme of a guy sitting up on a couch, like with his hands behind his head and his feet, like, you know, crossed. And it said, um, when your girlfriend takes your phone, but you're not a piece of shit. And he's like smiling. So meaning like he's not bothered by it. I think the same goes for on Instagram. Like if you do need to check their followers and it's a behavior that you can't stop doing, if you trust them and they have no malintent, usually they're not going to be following anyone sketchy. Like, or you feel comfortable being like, who's this person you followed? And then the conversation moves on. But again, I just don't think it's, it's healthy and we all do it, but I can't even explain how to stop because it's just such a hard thing. I can only imagine, like, I'm so grateful my partner isn't on Instagram and my ex wasn't really either, but I've definitely done it. I'm definitely guilty of it. Cheating and is it possible to get back together after? For me, no. But Esther Perel talks about this all the time in her books and on her podcasts. And she says, you know, yes, you should give another chance essentially. And like, there's so many reasons behind cheating. And it's not usually because it's not always because that person's, you know, an asshole. Maybe there's deeper issues that you need to work through. I think when you're dating someone, like they're your boyfriend or girlfriend, I don't think that you need to forgive them for cheating. I think things get more complicated when you're married or when you have kids with this person. And there's more, I don't want to say slack because that makes it okay, but there's more, it's just more complicated. And when you've already taken that vow that you want to be with that person forever and they cheat, then you want to figure out how to continue being with this person forever and being happy. It doesn't always work out, but I think that you can move past it. I just think that if someone does forgive for cheating, then oh, obviously my dog starts barking. But if someone does forgive for cheating, then they can't like keep bringing it up and throwing it in the other person's face. They really have to forgive and kind of try to move on. And if they can't do that, then there's no point in forgiving at all. So that's my two cents on that. And I want you to hear the episode with these awesome 25 year olds. Um, and I'm excited to hear what you think. Are you using a shampoo and conditioner that's for you or are you buying something at a drugstore and not really prioritizing your hair? Because that's what I was doing for years. And then I found out about Function of Beauty, which I've bragged to you guys about because I am obsessed. They make personalized shampoos and conditioners and they're formulated just for you to treat your unique hair needs. So what are my unique hair needs? I have thin hair. I, you know, don't have a lot of body to it and volume. And I just like wanted it to get thicker. I wanted it to get shinier and like bigger. And so I took a four-part hair quiz because I went to functionofbeauty.com slash acme. And I was able to tell them all of my hair needs and pick my favorite color and smell 
Um, and I obviously did green. If you know, that's my favorite color. Most recently I did green and purple, like green for the shampoo, purple for the conditioner because I wanted to switch it up a little bit. And the fragrance I chose was rose. It smells delicious. Literally every time I use it, I'm like, I turn to my boyfriend and I'm like, smell my hair. And he's like, oh my God, I don't know what you're waiting for. My hair has already gotten thicker and it's so amazing and wonderful. And I don't have to be like scared to wash my hair more than once a week because it's doing all the right things for my hair. So if you go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme, you can take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme, 20% off, and that will let them know that you heard about it from our show. So functionofbeauty.com slash Acme, check it out and let me know what you think. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment, to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with David and Jake from How the Fuck Did You Get That Job podcast. Hey guys. What's up, Lindsay? Thanks for having us on the show. Up. So let's start with Jake. How old are you and where are you from? I'm 25 and I'm from Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Awesome. I actually have never met anyone from Steamboat Springs. It's very yeah, cool. Like the high school is only like 500, 600 kids. So there's like 30,000 people, like 25,000 usually, like all tourists. And then there's like the really small group of locals. How far is it from Denver? Like three and a half hours. It's like way, okay. way tucked up in the mountains. Yeah. yeah. And uh, David, how old are you and where are you from? I just turned 25 last week, uh, and I'm from Ardsley, New York, uh, one square mile in Westchester. Awesome. Happy birthday. Thanks. So obviously I know because I actually was a guest on how the fuck did you get that job? So make sure you listen to that episode. But um, can you tell our listeners your Zodiac signs? I'm a Leo. And I am a Cancer. So Jake's a Leo and David's a Cancer. And this is actually something I told them on their podcast. Those are the same signs as the Call Her Daddy original two girls, which is hilarious. And we are on that same path. Um, I'm really looking forward to the big bang at the end. And uh, I can't wait for it, Jake. (laughs) And if we get that successful, kudos to us. I just make sure one that keeps the show, but (laughs) just make sure you have a contract, make sure you have a contract in place. And one of you isn't making more. Um, but moving along to an important subject, which is what are your relationship statuses? So uh, David, you go ahead. I am in a long distance relationship and we've been dating for almost a year now. Awesome. I've been in a relationship for, uh, let's see, we call, I call it like a year and a half, like two years. There was some ambiguity on when it was like, when we like officially started dating, dating, but yeah, we were long distance. Now it's like, I was out in New York, but with COVID I moved back home to Colorado. So like, it doesn't feel as long distance now. Cause now we're like an hour and a half away. She's, she's from Colorado. 
Yep. We actually went to high school together. We didn't know each other that well in high school, but she was like a year younger than me. And how did you end up reconnecting? There's like Steamboat every year for the 4th of July is always like a big deal in town, especially like for local kids. Cause like we all get together in the same park then we all like go down the river together and pop and the bars are all down on the river. So you like pop up there. So like I would say about two or three weeks before uh, I was like started like hitting up girls from back home, like for lack of a better reason. And I was like, Oh, I, I like haven't, I guess Brooke popped up on my Instagram and I was like, gosh, I haven't talked to Brooke in forever. And ended up shooting her a text and, or shooting her a DM. And we started talking and yeah, and ended up meeting up on the fourth. It went down in the DM. It did go down in the DMs. And Brooke, what is Brooke's birthday? You better know this. I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> it is. It's uh, July 13th. She's also a cancer. Wow. So you've got a thing for cancers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the two, They're the very... two people I talk to most in my life. <laughs> They're very loving and emotional and like maternal for the most part. But David, tell me about your long distance relationship. Was it always long distance? So it's funny. I actually started seeing my roommate's stepsister and uh, it wasn't long distance because she was spending the, she's two years younger and -hmm. was spending the city in the summer interning. So we got to spend the whole summer together and then she went back to New Orleans and then I went to visit two months later and then made it official. And she just graduated from Tulane, but is actually going back to New Orleans. Oh, wow. So you met her through your roommate. Correct. And I, I like met her um, at a barbecue and like, I was like, oh, she's cute. And then I was like, I'm never going to slide in her DMs because this is my roommate's sister. Like that'd be weird. And then we matched on Hinge. And then I was like, at least we didn't match on uh, Tinder. And then we started going on. Uh, yeah. Going See, on that's so funny. Like, that's what I feel like dating apps are actually best for is just like letting you both know that you're down for each other, you know, as opposed to like when you approach someone at a bar, like you don't know if they're down, you know. Um, but it's like if you match with someone, they're basically saying, I think you're hot. So like, I'm just telling you, like, I'd be down to go out with you. And then like you could take it from there, especially if you've already met them before. Yeah, exactly. It was definitely like validating and like gave gave me a little confidence when asking for a a first date for sure. What is her birthday? Her birthday is February um, 23rd. Uh Oh, (laughs) Oh, shit. February 23rd. Okay, so she's a Pisces. You guys are a good match. But... um, you know, going back to when you both were single before you started dating these girls, you know, Jake, you had mentioned you were, you were like hitting up a lot of girls from, you know, from town and David, you, you were single. I don't know your situation, but I have this theory that no one's ever fully single in, you know, 2020, um, just like in our generation, really, because we have so many ways to talk to people that, when you meet someone, they're always like in some sort of, I guess I'll use Will and Jada's word, entanglement with someone else, whether it's like just, you know, hooking up or maybe they have a friend with benefits. Like when I met my boyfriend or when I ran into my boyfriend, cause we knew each other from back in the day too. Um, he had been on like three or four hinge dates with a girl. And so even something as little as that, like no one's fully 
single. Did you find that like there were a few people in your orbit before your relationships? Definitely. I I think you're a little bit down line with everyone because I, I mean, it depends on like where you define like where that starts. But I think like, yeah, like you said, in 20, like you're, you're either in the DMs, you're texting with somebody. There's, there's, there's some sort of pursuit going on at all times until you get to that point. Yeah. For sure. And think? I agree with, I agree with you. Like I was on hinge, I was matching mm-hmm. other people and just trying to find somebody that I was trying to settle down with, but definitely like you're in New York city and uh, you can definitely like meet a lot of cool people. I'm pretty sure none of us are washing our masks right now. I've definitely been guilty of it. I'm pretty sure I just did the first mask wash for my cotton masks of the year, which is disgusting. Um, And there's a real thing called maskne. And it's like when your skin is just bad from wearing a mask all the time. And it's so important to take care of your skin. And that's why I am partnering with Rory. Rory, similar to... Rory Gilmore, if you watch Gilmore Girls, is a digital health clinic for women. It's the sister brand of Roman. If you've heard of Roman, they make it simple to connect with a healthcare professional online and see if personalized prescription skincare treatment is right for you. So you can do that all from your home. You don't have to, you know, go into an office and risk getting sick um, and having to wear a mask again. You basically just go on your phone or computer complete a free online consultation, and then you hear back from the healthcare professional within 24 hours. And if it's appropriate for your skin, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment that works specifically for you. And they deliver it right to you with free two-day shipping. So I want you to be able to try it. There's also no commitments and you can cancel anytime. And hopefully your mask knee will clear up. You just go to hellorory.com slash Acme and you can try out the nightly defense for only $5. It's free to chat with a doctor and your first order is only $5. So you just go to hellorory.com slash Acme. That's H-E-L-L-O-R-O-R-Y.com slash Acme. Your first order is only $5 and the consultation is free. Eligibility requirements and additional terms apply. So check it out. HelloRory.com slash Acme. At what point did you guys establish with your now girlfriends that they were in fact your girlfriend and that they, you guys were official? Like, did you have to ask them formally? Did you just kind of like assume at any point? Um, And like, how long into dating was that? Because, you know, girls all the time will ask me like, it's been two months. Should we have defined things? Or it's been four months, et cetera, et cetera. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go. So we were dating over the summer for probably like two months just seeing each other. And then she kind of like did a power move and I respect her for it. And she said, hey, like, I like you. I'm not going to like make a state or anything. I know you're not going to find really anyone as good as me here. Uh, and she was right. And then I came down to visit her in New Orleans, probably like two months later, like in October or something. And I just said to myself, I was like, you know, and this was my first like serious relationship I was getting into. So I wanted to be a little like cautious. And I just went down there and I was like, I'm going to kick myself if I don't ask her to be my girlfriend, because like, I'd be so mad if like somebody else started dating her or whatever. She was in college, she's senior, like easily could find someone. 
so then I, I like verbally asked her, I was like, do you want to be my girlfriend? And kind of mapped out how long she was going to be long distance for or whatever and figured, okay, you're coming home for Thanksgiving. Like we can make this work and you know, we're making it work. Cute. What about you, Jake? So I had like just gotten out or not just gotten out. I was out of a pretty long-term relationship, like after college and like that ended in December. And the further I got away from it, the more I realized that like, it wasn't like for any lack of like me or her not wanting to be a good person. That was just not a very good relationship in that. Like we, we had a lot of patterns where we would like be destructive towards each other. And so the further I got out of that, the more I realized that. And I was like, okay, I'm like not going to be in a relationship for a while. I'm usually the guy who jumped right back into a relationship and I was like, I'm not going to do that. And I was like happy single for like seven months and until July. And then we, uh, Brooke and I connected for the first time, honestly thought it was going to be like nothing. Thought it was like, like, I think we were both kind of like, Oh, we're both back home for the weekend. Like it's just 4th of July. And then I was down in Denver. Uh, and it was her birthday that, that like next week. And so I, I planned like a really nice date for her, but in still in my head, like I'm leaving to go to this job training in Minneapolis in a in like a month. This is just something that's probably not like it's probably, I wasn't trying to get my hopes up. I just knew I liked her and I knew it was her birthday. So I like planned a nice first date for her. Then, and I didn't call it first date, but I went to Minneapolis and still the whole time I'm like, I'm not in a relationship, but we just kept talking. We, we would talk on the phone every night and neither of us ever said it. And then she came up and visited in Minneapolis and still, like, I was like adamant to the point, like we're not in a relationship, not doing it. And, and you then, said that to her or that was just in your own head? It was in my own head. I was like, cause in that like seven months being single, like to your point, I had noticed that a lot of the girls that I had been with were all, were down the line with other people. And I was fine with that. So I just assumed like, you know, she's a beautiful girl. She's definitely got other things going on right. than just, than just me. So not trying to get too wrapped up in it and never, I think we both never had the conversation and like we would, or we, we both knew that we didn't have the conversation that we were dating. We would talk like, it doesn't make sense to date right now. Like without me knowing where this, where, where I'm going to end up. And it, Cause this job training, like after the job training, I could get placed like anywhere in the U S right. It like just so happened. I got placed in Denver and she was, she was in Denver and like, we started, we were seeing each other a lot more because we had been talking on the phone forever. And then like, there was one, one week where like we were laying down and I was like, I got to tell you something. She said, I was like, I, I love you. And she's like, Oh my gosh, you're going to ask me to date. I was like, Oh, I kind of thought we already were. Um, <laughs> oh my God. You said, I love you before you were official. <laughs> kind, kind of. Cause she thought like, our, there there was some ambiguity there of like when when I got placed in Denver we really didn't talk like we were officially dating and this was like two or three weeks into it and we had been talking on the phone every night so like I I, I was a huge fan of her as as a human being and I like felt like that was right and I felt like it was like unsaid that we were already dating because we were in the same city and, but yeah I, I jumped the gun on that that's really funny and David how long did you wait to say I love you like you're long distance. So did you have to wait obviously till she was like in the same place as you? Did she, she say it so first? She said it first. Um, oh, shit. 
And it was during that trip in New Orleans, like right when we made it official. Oh, wow. That's so fast to me. I'm like shocked. I guess I'm what it was. It was two months. It was probably no four months. Okay, that's fine. But like very bold. She like basically made it official and told you she loved you first. Like that's so not like me, but I respect it. I mean, it clearly worked for you. I mean, it definitely worked. She kind of like put her cards on the table and, uh, you know, I respected the hell out of that. Like, I think that's something about our relationship. Like we're always extremely transparent. Like we've never really had a fight because we stomp out things that are like, would turn into a fight extremely early. It, it, It just felt right. Like when we were saying like, I was going on dates from like, we're not going out dates, but seeing girls since I was younger. And like, I'd never really had a real relationship until this one. And it kind of just like in like the weird cliche, like, you know, when you know, like we just trusted each other really fast, really quick. And clicked. Yeah. Were you, were you surprised at all? When she said that? that story. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Like I kind of like, it was the first time anyone has told me other than my mom, shout out. Like, <laughs> shout out Did you great, say I love woman. you back like right away? I, it took me like, I think like 24, like, like a day, a little bit. I like needed to process or like maybe like six hours, maybe that night I said it back, but it took me a little bit to process. But uh, then I kind of like just realized. Wow. That's bold. I love it. I wonder if that's something that works with a cancer specifically because like you guys have such a shell, you know, like a hard shell and like a soft exterior that maybe you need someone to like bring you out of that shell. In a I kind of like, I, I kind of felt that way, honestly. Uh, yeah. She was more experienced. She had a lot like a boyfriend before me for like, I don't know. I think it was like two years, but like longer, like, and she was like more experienced in relationships. So like, it was kind of nice for her to, I don't know, kind of like show, show me the way a little bit with it. Yeah. And it sounds like Jake, it sounds like you were like more set on protecting yourself as the reason that you didn't like, you know, immediately think like this is going to be something, which is interesting because I've dated Leo's before. And I feel like, like there's such an element of like pride and like protection to make sure that like, you're going to be favorable in that situation. Does that make any sense? Definitely. And I like, I had been cheated on before too. So like in in like a legit relationship. So I was like, that's the last thing I want to do is do that at this time of my life when I got all this transition going on and there's no good reason for me to be in a relationship. Like, like just looking at it objectively. But like, I just kept going back to like, I wanted to call her every night. Like that was something like that never felt forced. Like it was just something like I wanted to check in. Like I wanted to, it, it was fun. Let's talk dating apps for a second. I feel like you guys are always asking me like, what dating app should I be on? I'm so sick of all the apps. The one that you need to be on right now is Ship. I've spoken about Ship in the past couple episodes, so you might have heard it before. But basically Ship, spelled out S-H-I-P, is the best one by far because your friends can actually set you up with people that they think are good for you. So... If you're downloading Ship, make sure your friends are downloading it also and, you know, give each other a little help. It's so much easier to be swiping on these apps when it's not for yourself. Like, you're so far removed from it that it's fun. And like, I do this for my friends all the time. And one person actually met their boyfriend because I was swiping for her. 
It's really amazing. Basically, here's how it works. If you're single, you invite a group of friends to join your crew on ship and those friends can help you find matches. So even for people in relationships who are listening, you can still help your friends out. You don't even need to make a profile. You just join your friend's crew when you download and you start swiping. The best thing about it is you're dating someone that your friends already like because they chose them. Download Ship, the app that lets you swipe with friends. That's S-H-I-P. Search for Ship Dating in the App Star, in the App Store, but you know, Star works too. And start swiping today. So I guess right now, David, you're the only one that's long distance. Um, How are you keeping things like sexy long distance? So to clarify, like she came back to like Connecticut, like the Northeast right oh, after okay. graduation. She's... So we've, we've spent the whole like quarantine together, like oh, together, okay. like all the time. Okay, uh, and she's actually going back to New Orleans in like two weeks. Okay. To be a senior. No, to, uh, to get, to like get a job down there. Oh, oh, so you, so, so there's been a decision made that Correct. you will continue to be so, long distance. So, so this is the thing. And like, it's funny. Cause like when we started dating, like I vividly remember like in the park, like we were talking and I literally was thinking this as like a business decision weirdly. And I was like, okay, if you're going to be gone for six months, like seven months, like literally pros and cons of it. Um, and at the time it was like, she was going to move back to New York and obviously COVID happened and like a lot of like, a lot of things happened. Um, and a lot of her friends, like 20 of her friends stayed down in New Orleans. So we had a conversation. Uh, and she was like, I'm thinking about going down to New Orleans. At the time, me and Jake were thinking about taking our business to any like a power five school. So like, I, I was saying the same thing. Hey, like, if you're going like, I might be, you know, in another place, who knows? Um, right now, like, I'm just going to be fully remote. So I'm actually, she, she'd made the decision to move to New Orleans and like, I was fully, she was like, I want your supportive decision. And I like definitely wanted to give her the, the, the support she needed with it because I didn't want her to like kind of come back on it and just like get back at me for kind of keeping her from the city she loves. So, um, I decided that like, and I actually just booked, like, I'm going to be spending the winter in New Orleans, like booked an Airbnb with some friends. Like we're just going to like get out of New York city. And then like enjoy New Orleans, enjoy the weather and hang out with my girlfriend. That's really nice. And I'm also so jealous because I fucking love New Orleans. Like it, it, it's the best. And I always tell her, like, I remember from the, the start, I was like, if you went to like a two name school, like if you went to like Franklin and Marshall or William and Mary, like, I don't think we would have started dating. Like, <laughs> like it would have just What do the two to... names have to do with it? <laughs> because those schools are in the middle of nowhere. Like you're yeah. talking about going to like, like Bethlehem, Pennsylvania or something to visit your girlfriend versus like you're going to New Orleans. You're going to New Orleans. Like it's great. It's so funny how like logically you thought about the relationship. I feel like, you know, men and women are super different, but I just, I've never heard a girlfriend of mine be like, well, logically like, you know, six months here. And and then like, we have to be in the No, like, I feel like we're more like emotionally driven when it comes to these decisions. And I remember David calling me and he like gave me the full game plan of like, he's like, I started dating Julie and I was like, Oh dang, she's in New Orleans. He's like, yeah, but here's the plan on this date there. She's coming to visit on this date. I'm going to visit on this date. He took me all the way through to like, and then she finishes her senior year. She comes here and we're in the city. And I was like, that is impressive that he had right. nine months later. Yeah, I, <laughs> right. Like, I just, 
That's why you can never accept a guy who doesn't make plans because like guys fucking do make plans. Weirdly, I guess like I've never thought of it like that, but it's true because like I just took a step back and kind of realized like, okay, this is what it's going to take to work. Obviously, like you can't plan too in advance because shit happens, right? Like life comes at you quick and whatever. But like if you can start making like some some goals or like, and I think that's the key for anyone in a long distance relationship is like make those plans. And if, if your significant other is not willing to make those plans with you, that's a massive red flag. Oh, definitely. Uh, I know you guys are so young still, but like, I wonder just because like, I'm like, I'm wondering where someone who's, you know, a guy who's 25's head is at. Like, would you, and, and you don't, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Like you don't have to fully like talk about, you know, the future shit, but would you be dating these girls if you could not see yourself marrying them at this point? For me, definitely not. I, I think I would like that weird, that weird seven month period. I was like happily single for the first time in my life. Like I was just like, this is amazing. And I'm going to keep doing this. Like I'm going to have a hot boy summer for the next four years. And (laughs) I had like the relationship happen so easily that then I'm like, I, I could see like the rest of my, I could see the rest of my life, like being that kind of happy. So I, I don't, I don't think I would have stopped having the fun I was having for just anybody. Yeah. And what about you, David? Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll echo that same thing. Like even at a young age, like it's like, if you can't, if you really can't see yourself with that person, like, and you give it some time, maybe like, then you shouldn't be with them. I think, you know, especially if you're in New York city, like, but if you can see a future, you know, there's no, it's, it's being part of being vulnerable and talking about it, but like, why would you be dating them? Yeah, I agree. But I only started feeling that way, like 25 and up before that. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to have fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So something that comes up all the time, people are always asking me this and it's funny. Someone asked me recently to do a poll question about this, but it was like too open-ended. So I want to ask you guys, how do you tell as, as a, you know, as a girl dating a guy, how do you tell your boyfriend that you want to receive flowers? And like, do you have to, like, I don't, have you guys ever sent your girlfriend flowers? Yes. I think a good way to do it might be buying flowers for yourself. Interesting. Elaborate on that. I just know, like, my girlfriend loves flowers. And so there's times where she'll buy them herself. And she'll be like, oh, I just bought myself those flowers. And it'll, like, trigger something in my head. I'm like, "Ah, I should buy her flowers. Like, that's an easy... Why am I not thinking, like... Mm. That's an easy win. Why am I not thinking, like... Why am I not thinking of that? That's good. David, have you ever bought your girlfriend flowers? I've bought her, like, uh, a teddy teddy bear. Like, kind of similar, but not flowers. I think a good way to do it, I think Jake's is really funny, but I also think like weirdly just searching on like 1800 flowers randomly and be like, oh yeah, I'm buying flowers as a gift for uh, my mom or whatever. It's their anniversary or something. And like that might like trigger something in in his head. Um, mm. I don't, I think that might be like a little outward, but like trying a little too hard, but uh, I don't know. Go what if what make, if, make it feel like his idea? Like, yeah, well, that's what look. I was going to say. What if you said, 
what if you were just straightforward and um, like it was like positive reinforcement? Like, for example, I always get my boyfriend to do things because I'm like, oh, you're so good at blank. Will you do this now? Like last night we we bought a Roku for my TV and I was like, you're so good at setting things up. Um, would you like, would you, I feel like you'd be so good at setting up this Roku. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. Um, but like with flowers, I'm, I'm very lucky because my boyfriend just get, like gets them for me, um, for like, for things, not like randomly. Cause then the, I would be too suspicious. Um, but he like in my, in my past, I had to be like, listen, it really makes me happy when I receive flowers. And so then like they got them for me, but I felt like it was like, I'd rather them want to get them for me than me have to like spell it out, which really annoyed me, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's it. Like it has to be something that we're good at or something that we're like doing on our own. Yeah. I think that I love that like honesty, vulnerability and like the straight upness of like saying you want flowers. But I think in terms of like the end goal of actually of getting flowers, just make it feel like it's, it's our, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how close you guys are with your family, but we often talk about like, you know, when you have a significant other of like, let's say one year or even less, you know, do you feel like your significant other, if you're in the same place at the same time, um, should be attending your like family events with you? Are you at that point yet with your partners where it's like, um, you know, your mom's 50th birthday and then like you bring your, you bring your partner or like, you know, if you're religious, it's like, I don't know, Christmas or Hanukkah yeah. and they come. I, I think uh, given the current climate of what's going on and the coronavirus and everything, like no, now, like now there's an easy pre-corona, but pre-corona. Yeah. I mean, I think like you float the invitation, but like, I wouldn't like be angry at, at all. Like if they couldn't make it or like, but they have like my significant other has like met my family is very comfortable, like with coming over and always comes over if I want them to like, without a doubt. I was always the person like, like in high school, like we would always do like the movie nights and stuff at, at my house in relationships, I kind of like extended that to that. So like, I would invite my significant others like in college or after that, like over, like come back to Colorado and meet, meet my family, like probably in hindsight way too early and like was way too excited about it. But I like now, like, especially too, cause like our families, like we're in the same, we're from the same small town. So our, like our families know each other. So it's pretty interchangeable. Like I, it's something, it's something where like, I want her to be up with my family for some, and I'm always like, I'm excited to go over and hang out with her family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. But would you say it's like a red flag if they don't want to go to any of your family events? Yeah, I would. I j- <sighs> like there's some, I think there's something there's a, whatever the uncomfortability is there, like I think that's something you kind of got to dig up. Whether it's yeah. like as simple as like a person, like a, uh, an issue with somebody in your family, or it's like something about your family and the way that they interact makes that person uncomfortable. Like you have to dig that up to then learn about that person. Yeah. I, it would be a red flag for me. Yeah, it'd be a red flag for me too. Agreed. Um, I, I think if you had that conversation and they say no, like ask why, like what's, mm-hmm. you know, 
and then figure out, you know, go from there. Yeah, it's true. And one more question from me before we get into rapid fire questions from the polls. But do you look at who looks at your Instagram stories? Like girls are always, you know, our listeners are always asking like, how much do you guys care about Instagram? Do you think guys, um, you know, care about it in the same way that girls do? It's funny. David and I are like in a business where we're like, we're on Instagram for our jobs. And like, it's weird. Cause like sometimes we're looking at like these professional athletes, Instagrams and like making decisions based off that. And when it comes to our own, like, I, I don't see looks in my story. I, but I guess like going back to like when Brooke and I first met, I'm pretty sure I DM'd her off of a story. So I think it does put feelers out there. Yeah. yeah. And when, when I was single, I definitely looked at who saw my story. And I think I'm, I think I might be in the minority of guys who like care about Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Like we work in it, uh, but definitely like I definitely checked it and I did that whole thing. And if you were single and you went back and like liked an old photo of a girl's, would that be you being like, I'm down? N- no, I, I uh, wouldn't do I that. I think that, so. I, I wouldn't go back in an old photo. Or just oh, like know. you liked a photo, I, like you're liking all her shit. Like that's not a yeah. sign. I don't know if I would, but either like a rapid fire three like three or more likes or a way like a, an obvious scroll old post, I think is a pretty clear sign. No, yeah. I don't think it, there's not a lot of people who don't oh, know what that means. Yeah, that's a clear sign for sure. I mean, I think the better move for a single guy out there is just to reply to stories with like a witty comment. Reply to stories with a witty comment, but also the three likes of a picture is basically saying, do you want to get a drink sometime? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and like, same with girls. Like, I feel like if girls do it too, it's also that it's yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very much like I'm down. Okay. Let's do some rapid fire questions. If you feel like things turn sexual too soon, should you tell the other person? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. I think you should have a discussion about it. Yeah. Same. Do you feel like you learn from your partner? Yes. 100%. Good. Do you want to be like your partner? Yes. No, not all the time. Okay. I feel like it has to be yes. Like I've learned from past relationships. Really? Mm-hmm. Like you have to you have to admire some qualities that they have. Right. So like, you don't want to be like a girl, you know, let's say, but like (laughs) you want to be like, let's say she's really like, she's a really good friend. And like, you've been not like great about maintaining your friendships, like be like her in that way. Let's say. Yes. There's a lot of her traits that I definitely aspire to. Like she's very, she's generous with her time and like everything goes back to like giving back to other people. And that's kind of reframed like, the way I think of like a lot about our, like our work stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's like, there's stuff where she might be apprehensive in a situation where like, I'm blessed and I'm happy that I might be more aggressive in that situation and more right, like, right. Yeah. So you compliment each other. Well, yeah. Yeah. Trying to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it possible to change someone's style? Like if a girl wanted to change your style? No, no, not. I think, I think that's something that comes from like inside, like they might be able to like change the clothes, but like the 
actual like style and like, how you feel in those clothes. I feel like it's something that kind of comes from inside. Yeah, but like if she like takes you shopping and shows you like a few different items, then like maybe you're like feeling yourself in the, those new items and you wear them. I think like, I think like, yes, you can like get them like, oh, you'd look really good at that and like get them a couple outfits. But I think all in all, and maybe they'll wear that on a date night or something to make you feel good. But like, I think all in all, like, I, I like, I wouldn't like, I, I'm very comfortable in like the way I dress. Um, you're good, Jake. And I might feel comfortable wearing that around like, I'm, or I might feel like really like swaggy wearing that around like my girl picked it out for me. But then like, if I wear it like two days later, just walking around the city, I'd be like, I, it's, it does, it wouldn't feel like my style really. Like if it's like, well, something that yeah. was genuinely not my style, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. I get that. But like, I've had situations where I told my boyfriend, let's say like, oh, you look really good in blue. So they, they started wearing more blue, which is like more subtle, but a change, I guess. I, I, I could agree with that. I think the, the style part I meant like, okay, they went from preppy to alternative. Like, I think right. that's like a, right, a right, right, right. really like harsh. Like I, I guess like, I guess the better question would be like, do you think you can improve your partner style? Why not? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think 100% with that. I think yeah. you could like very subtly start making like baby steps, like crawling before you walk, but eventually yeah. getting to uh, mm-hmm. a nice spot. Do you consider any sex other than missionary to be crazy sex? Yes. No, like that's what the you, line. What do you Yeah, like, like, I don't know, like, is doggy crazy or is it just like standard? I say pretty standard like in the lexicon like right yeah yeah i I, no i i'd say i'd say no i don't think i don't think i feel like i feel like crazy sex there's a three or four that everybody hits yeah like i feel like crazy sex teeters on like i don't know like i'm like like not me personally but like crazy sex maybe like you're like i don't know sucking on their balls or something like something like has to be a little bit crazier than normal you know for sure and I think there's like, there's an element to it. Like crazy sex is like the energy behind it. Not so much the. Right. Yeah. The, no, the I agree. Like, yeah. Second yeah. that. Um, do you like your significant other's parents? Yeah. I love them. I do. They're like, uh, they're both from the same small town in Wyoming. And yeah. the dad is, the dad is intimidating. When you marry someone, you marry their family. True or false? Uh, I believe so. True. Is it harder on the one who dumped or the one who decides to break up? The one. Sorry, who got the one dumped. who gets dumped or the one who decides to do the breaking up, like the dumper or the dumpy. The person who gets dumped. I I think it's the person who decides. I honestly agree. It's harder, like. It weighs on you more, but then I guess after you do it, you're like relieved. So maybe that maybe the person who gets dumped, I don't know. Yeah, I think you would like out a really solid argument, like right. as to why you're doing it. Like you have to spend some time, like with like real introspection, and that's really hard. Yeah. Do you frequently share your relationship issues or fights that you have with significant other with friends to seek advice? Yeah, I do. Yeah, just David, but yeah. I think I think it's a healthy thing to do. And I think like I think we spoke about it on our podcast a little bit that 
a lot of guys don't and kind of like bottle it up. And I've seen a lot of friends do that. I think it's... Yeah. yeah, I think it's healthy if like you don't have a therapist and like your friend is like a vault and like is just like a good friend who like is there to listen and like is positive. But if you're like... Like if you share it with the wrong person who like has maybe never been in a relationship before, like they might like trigger you, make you think it's like worse than it is, you know? Mm. Yeah. And I think if, if you pick a bad friend, they're just not going to give you good advice or care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. If you had a one that got away and you regretted it, would you try to get them back if they were available? Yeah, you have to. You got to shoot your shot. Yeah, you can't leave any. Yeah. Even Especially if you have a girlfriend? With, like, what? Even if you have a girlfriend? I don't think you should have a girlfriend if you have a, a one that got away. Like, yeah, don't let her get away. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the answer. True. True. Let's say you lived with your partner. Would you share a tube of toothpaste or have separate ones? And my girlfriend lived together like for the first like two months of quarantine and we shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Yeah. I feel like separate's weird unless you have like two sinks, in which case, like, congrats on being rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you need to be completely over your ex for a new relationship to work out? I believe so. I don't. Cause I, I think there was a lot like in this current relationship I'm in, like there was still a lot on the table to kind of process and get through because it was a two year relationship and it ended like seven months prior. And at first I was really worried about that. Like I, and I was like, this, this might be like irresponsible that I mean, and I was part of the hesitancy to jump into the next relationship. And I, like I, I processed a lot of stuff like during our time together. I agree with you, Jake. Like I don't feel like you need to be a hundred percent over it. And I think, when you are in a good relationship after being in like a toxic one or a bad one or or just like one that didn't work, um, you just realize like how much was wrong in your last relationship kind of. So it like helps you get over it. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Um, okay. Is spending time with your significant other and their friends considered quality time? I'd say, I'd say no. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I uh, know it, it's time, but it's not. It's time, quality. but like, but it's not yeah. quality because it's not one on one. Unless it's like they're like friends who are family who like. Uh, but even then, even then, you can't like really be yourself. Yeah. All right, guys, this was awesome. I'm so grateful that we got to hear your perspective. Where can everybody hear more from you? Follow you on social and listen to your podcast. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Before you tell me those things, quickly tell me a quote or piece of advice that has helped you and then tell me those things. Uh, I could go. I got one. Uh, Under promise and over deliver. And I think that comes in relationships or business. I always do that with my girlfriend. I always say, oh, like this is going to suck or it's going to take so long. And then like it doesn't. Um, Yeah, I like that. she, She really appreciates that. So my dad always told me, it it doesn't always have to be easy, but it should feel easy in a relationship. Mm, I like that. That's a good one. Good one, Jake. All right, guys, Thank hit you. us with the uh, the website, the podcast, all of the above. 
the podcast is at how TF. Did you get that job? How the fuck did you get that job? Two not so interesting guys asking interesting people like Lindsay, how they got their job. Um, and th- yeah, that, that's the best place to follow us. Cool. So you don't want to give out the personal instas. I see. Yeah, I'll plug, I'll plug I'll, 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 we, I, if you care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you're interesting, dude. You're interesting. Plug it. Uh, yeah. It is at grit Marshall. Uh, grit is the company David and I run and Marshall is my middle name. And mine is just my last name at Jaffin, J-A-F-F-I-N. Oh, nice. How'd you get that on Insta? I really? Actually, I'll, for I'll, make, it. I'll, make, no, I'll make it quick. <laughs> my 60-year-old cousin had it and it took like 12 months of negotiation with them. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. And, uh, and, then, and then, yeah, finally they gave in. That is so good. I, and did you pay him? No. I no, I didn't. But he was so concerned. He was so concerned that he was gonna. Nobody was able to be able to find him. And I have to keep on telling him, like, people are gonna find you. It's okay. That's amazing. (laughs) Never give up on your dreams, Um, guys. Thank you so much. Hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Write us a review if you have any thoughts.